We are the commodity. Humans are the commodity. You are the top commodity. I am the top commodity. Now, what do I mean by this? There are two movies that I think provide a perfect example when I say this. Sicario, Day of the Soldado, which is the second one, where they talk about the cartels have now moved to human trafficking and have found that it is much more rewarding and profitable than drug trafficking in a lot of aspects. It's not really anything they need to grow. They make money just by smuggling people across the border. And another great movie that I think really delves into the idea that we are the commodity, the top commodity rather, is a movie or documentary, if you rather, called The Great Hack. You can find it on Netflix. I think it's fantastic. The Great Hack movie talks about how people online... And I'm going to delve into a couple different areas and branch off, but just stay with me here. People online, obviously, when you like something on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, when you tweet something, when you post something, when you message someone, you're leaving some kind of digital footprint of sorts. Now, I'm not an expert, but the research that I have done, just by observing and studying and quoting some people, really help me understand something that I think a lot of people don't understand. If you would ask people what the top commodity was, say, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago, they would have said gold. And that would have been true for the time. But because social media and the online network is so powerful now, the Great Hack movie does a great job of stating that data rights should be fundamental human rights. Now, what do they mean by that? Data rights is like what I said. When you post something, you message someone, you like something, you dislike something on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, anything like that. And what the great hack spoke about was that a particular company called Cambridge Analytica, which I'm really on the verge of believing is more of a propaganda company than it is marketing as they claim. They played a huge part in the 2016 election. Now, this is what I mean when I say I'm going to branch off a little bit, but I'm not here to talk about Republicans or Democrats. I'm just talking about the impact that the online world has on voters and people. So, one thing I found very, very significant that they did was they talked about how what Cambridge Analytica was doing, and this is factual because former top executives and employees who have resigned from Cambridge Analytica, who they claim to be whistleblowers, have come forward, uh, said that what they did <clears throat> was they looked for people online based on behavioral patterns and mathematical formulas that they used. And they looked for people that they could persuade into voting another direction. If the model or multiple models that they used predicted that they cannot be swayed, they would not focus nearly as much on those particular people. They went after the ones they knew they could sway based on behavioral patterns. Now, I want to emphasize that because behavioral patterns is very interesting. 
because I will explain why. When you walk around your house, for example, by yourself or with your family, you tend to behave in a more relaxed, comfortable way, and you may do something in your house that you may not exactly do outside. And that's true for online as well. And I'll give you a perfect example. When you're scrolling through your newsfeed or you're scrolling through your whatever, whatever platform you're using, you're thinking things and you may like things and like videos and like posts or react to certain posts inside your mind or like pages that you would not exactly want to be made public. Now, yes, I know that when you like things, it could be made public, but you can privatize those particular actions too. And so what I find interesting is that the way that people behave when they're scrolling through social media compared to when they're posting something is like the way that you behave in your home versus when you behave when you're out shopping. And I found that to be very interesting. Now, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but we will have some guests upcoming that will discuss this as well. But I really do believe that the model that Cambridge Analytica used, which was that general type of model, to look at and figure out particular behavioral patterns of people they could sway, in this case for the 2016 election, was fucking, honestly, it was genius. Morally, I think it's really teetering on a line of privacy and whatnot. But if you watch The Great Hack, you'll find that they were able to get into people's Facebook private messages. So what that also tells you is that not only are people behaving in a very comfortable way, except for when they're posting, if you will, and in some cases people do that as well, but I also believe that privacy does not exist anymore. The only kind of privacy that we have as humans, which are now the top most valuable commodity on this planet is the privacy we have when we think inside of our own heads. That's what I believe. Now, we can also talk about how we as a commodity are being tracked even when we were out and about in a shopping mall, for example, or when we go to our favorite technology stores. And that couldn't be more apparent. Not a lot of people know this, but Apple has heat sensors in all of their retail stores where they track heat. Why humans emit heat. And so they use those heat sensors to see where exactly the majority of people have stood in their store to figure out what pro products are popular at any given moment in time. And of course, you're in their store, so they can do what they want, and that's fine. But that tells you that if they are using heat sensors to track us, rather than focusing on collecting data from the products we use, there is a huge difference. A huge difference. And I believe that if that example there does not tell us that we as humans are the number one commodity in the world at this moment, then what else are we? Number two, I don't think gold is above us when it comes to commodities. Not a fucking chance. So if Apple has heat sensors to find out where people tend to stand the most in their stores, 
without getting conspiratorial. Imagine what else is happening domestically and globally around the world. Now, Cambridge Analytica is a company based out in the UK. And they've been questioned by the government and a lot's been exposed since 2016, since about four years ago. But what does that tell you? When we are the top commodity, that tells you that we can really control what we want to do, but in a certain way we can't. Social media offers us more freedom and knowledge, but at the same time, we're starting to realize that just because we feel quote-unquote free on social media doesn't always mean that we're receiving the truth. And part of freedom is truth. Truth is part of freedom and freedom is part of truth. They work collectively. They work together. And so the problem is that companies like Cambridge Analytica create a sort of propaganda-like machine. And that's fine in a certain regard as long as you know as a user what to watch out for. I can't tell you because I'm not an expert and things are changing uh, on a minute-by-minute basis online, literally. But the thing is, is that I think it took years for us to, as a people and as a society to realize this because people don't want to admit that propaganda works because it exploits our susceptibilities. The smallest things, the smallest posts could be propaganda in a subliminal way without us knowing. And I can go on and on for hours about this, but the key here is that I hope I've left you a little more informed than when you first listened to this podcast before. Because when you find out that companies like Cambridge Analytica are going after people that they know they can sway and persuade, is that any different than a bully on the schoolyard playground going after someone who's weaker, who he knows he's got a 99% chance that he can beat the shit out of? Because he's not going to go pick on someone his own size. He's going to go pick on someone weaker. Cambridge Analytica... I'm using them just as an example. We're going after people they knew they could sway based on their model. And I'm not doubting the model, believe me. I'm doubting the people, which is why I want people to know that we as humans are the number one commodity right fucking now. Why didn't they go after the people that really had their mindset on a particular political candidate? Because they knew they wouldn't budge. And so that is why I feel it's very important for people to stay vigilant and for people to stay alert. And we can always get better. But when people think that they know what's going on just because they read something online from a somewhat reputable source doesn't always mean that's the truth. Because we as humans are not perfect. But I think it's very important for all of society to understand that we are the number one commodity. Billionaires cannot function without the rest of us. Politicians cannot be elected or cannot do things without the rest of us. 
And as I mentioned in a previous episode, I think it's very important that people are protesting, not being violent, but protesting, because it shows that when people want change, the government has to make a change or else they cannot calm down the rest of society. And think about it. Who are politicians to say what we can and cannot do in certain aspects? I think for the most part, policies are good. But at the same time, they can't be elected unless we say so. And that brings me back to my whole point of we are the number one commodity. I believe that privacy is most definitely an illusion. Because for people who live off the grid or claim to live off the grid, they really need to think about every action they take. And they really need to think about what off the grid means. Because a lot of times in this world, you are not off the grid. That term cannot be thrown around loosely. And so what I advise a lot of people to do who believe that they live off the grid is to think about if you really do live the way you say. And I hope that in this episode, I've helped people understand a little bit more about the world that they're living in.